Have you ever wondered what it looks like to be fully devoted to Christ? Well, in today's podcast, that is exactly what I'm going to be talking about and giving you guys some practical things that you can go out into your life and do. And some of the big things that in my own life, why this is such a big deal to me and being fully devoted to Christ. So let's jump into today's podcast now. Super excited to be back here with you guys. Welcome to Fight the Good Fight with me, Zachary Taylor Ward. Oh man, I have been a little bit slacking on making the podcast and the YouTube videos, which I am very sorry about. I apologize in advance. Been really busy with just running around doing a bunch of other things. That is not a good excuse, I understand, but I am back and ready to, to bring you guys this one. This one has been something that has been on my heart lately. So before I jump in, let me just give you guys a few, uh, you know, things that are going on in my life. Um, I think that's always a good place to start so that you guys know where I'm at. And again, if you guys want to, you can go to my Instagram and send me a message and just be like, hey, this is where I'm at and I can pray for you, whatever you need, guys. That is what I want to be here for. So anyways, what's going on in my life? Well, there's a lot of things really going on. Some of them I can't really go into full details about because they haven't actually fully happened. I don't want to just say that they're going to happen when they may not happen, but they're definitely going to happen. I'm just saying they're definitely going to happen. Um, actually, no, you know what? I'll just tell you because that's what I do. Anyways, guys, I bought a ring for my girlfriend and yes, she's probably listening to this and yes, you may be wondering why you're saying this, but the truth is she already knows that I bought it. She just has no idea when I'm going to do it. Uh, but I'm super excited to be able to do that. That is a blessing and I will definitely talk more about that later. But yeah, so I did that. Um, and also she is, we are in the process of getting a house. We actually, uh, have one kind of crazy. We actually have a house um, that's under contract right now that we're working on getting actually um, to be ours. Um, and one of the thing is it's going to be her house for a while until we actually get married. Um, but we just wanted to like kind of prep for that future um, and, and having a place um, for ourselves um, someday. And so we have that working out. So you guys can pray about that. And again, I think there's a lot of um, discipline that comes with that and knowing that like we're not married yet and everything. But um and it kind of seems crazy to the outside world, but we have been definitely um, grateful for the whole thing and just uh, the ability to do it, kind of make something our own for once, for both of us. I think it's really good. Um, and it's teaching me a lot. Um, so that's happening. Lots of big things. Um, I'm going to have opportunities to teach in our campus ministry, um, doing some uh, different uh, things about prayer, God's word, um, going through Romans for a preaching series. Um, so I'm super excited to do that kind of stuff, but I could definitely use your guys' prayers and just kind of the nerves and everything with that, just making sure that I go about it the right way. So anyways, yeah, that's kind of what's going on in life. Some big things, I would say. Um, but let's just jump right into today's topic being fully devoted to Christ. I think this is something that can be very challenging for a lot of us, in, especially in America. Um, if you are a Christian in America, um, and if you if you don't believe in this, 
don't leave because you're going to hear some pretty amazing things that I really want you guys to hear. Um, and that's the gospel. Um, and so just stick with me. But for those of you who are Christians and you live in America, which is most of my audience, this is really hard. And you might not even recognize that it's really hard, but this is something that's really hard. And so before I just jump into talking, just blabbing my mouth, sometimes I need to make sure that I go to the scriptures. And this is a big, um, this is one I just, just read the other day, but it's in Acts 2, 37 through 47. And this is, you know, this is, you know, what's happening here, the context. This is Peter talking. Um, this is, this is right when, uh, sorry, I'm in John, not Acts. Don't you just love hearing the pages of the Bible flip like that? It's so cool. Um, and so let me just give a quick little background in Acts. We have a bunch of just, we have the day of Pentecost um, and everything like the Holy Spirit. It's, it's an interesting read and you have to like really understand it, uh, but it's so powerful. And I want to pick up in uh, chapter two, verse uh, 37. Um, and on my title, it says the ingathering and it goes like this. Now, when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brethren, what shall we do? Peter said to them, repent and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises for you and your children and all and for all who are far off as many as the Lord, our God will call to himself. And with Many other words he solemnly testified and kept on exhorting them, saying, Be saved from this per perverse generation. So then those who had received his word were baptized, and that day they were added about 3,000 souls. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had been had, who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions, and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple, and breaking bread from those from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day, those who were being saved. And so I'm going to dive into kind of these verses before I kind of give some how, why, and when. Um, that's kind of my, those are my three little questions is how do we fully devote ourselves to Christ? Why do we fully devote ourselves to Christ? And when do we fully devote ourselves to Christ? But before we get into that, I kind of want to break down why is this such an important topic for me to talk about right now? I mean, this is something that's challenging, like it's genuinely challenging. Um, and I, I want to, um, I want to break that down for you guys, because in my life, I, I've just watched how I have kind of lived a life of just menace. And you, if you, if this isn't your first time on my podcast, um, then you've heard this a lot, but if this is your first time, then that's what I talk about a lot is just how I, I watch my life. I kind of look back at my life and realize, man, I just kind of was blah. You know, I was blah in the way that I, I lived for the Lord. And and so now that I'm almost I'm almost 24 and as I take a look back, I'm just like, have I really fully devoted myself? Have I fully devoted myself to the Lord? 
we, we have, we are actually at church going through Acts and, you know, we're also going through Romans in, in our campus ministry. And so there's just all this stuff. And I think it's really uh, brought on this understanding for me of just like, Zach, what are you doing with your life? What, what are you doing with the life that I've given you? You know, I can just hear the Lord saying that, like, and just being like, why are you living the way that you're living? You know, I could keep walking in the, in the way that I do living for my flesh, living for the things that I, that I want, you know, it's, it's about me. It's about always been about me. You know, that's what we, as, as America, we make it about, I mean, we are so, we are so blessed, but yet we just look at the blessing that the Lord has given us and the freedom that he's given us. And we kind of spit on it. We kind of spit on it and we say, you know, like, I don't really need this. I don't really want this. I want what I want. You know, I want more. It's always about more, 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 more money, more possessions. And, and that's for you, Christian. Like that's my, my hopeful, like that you're being convicted by hearing this because it's like, we're living lives that are just pathetic. I've lived a life that's just so pathetic. And I I don't mean to like just self-deprecate myself. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help us understand that the more we continue to become comfortable in just the want for more, the comfortableness and the things that we have, the more we're going to lose sight of, of the one who, who saved us. And so this is just, this has been so important for me to, um, hear, it's been so important for me to understand and walk, uh, walk in. And so with that being said, I just want to dive into this piece of scripture and then kind of give you guys what I said, the how, why, and when, um, because this is my challenge for you right now is, is to, to walk into today understanding that we need to be fully devoted to Christ. If you were a Christ follower right now and you have found yourself maybe in the same way that I have of just living kind of a half in half out life for him, then it's time to to stand up for once. It's time to stand up and say, no more can I do this, Lord. Please help me to live for you. I mean, it's it's giving yourself to him and saying, my life is yours, Lord. I want to live for you because at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is my relationship with him. It's the only thing that matters is knowing that one day we're going to stand before him. Every single one of us, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And some of him he'll, he'll look at and he'll say, I don't know you. And if that doesn't hurt each one of you who are listening to this right now, just even thinking about that, thinking about the people that you walk by every single day. Don't even tell them anything. Don't even share with them the good news. Don't even share with them how what the Lord has done in your life. You don't do any of that. We are watching people's lives be damned to death. And that's hurt. that hurts me. It hurts me because I don't do it either. I walk by millions of people throughout a year. Maybe that's a little bit of a stretch, but I don't think it's really a stretch. I walk by so many people throughout a year. I walk by so many people. I, I can talk to so many different people in just even a single day. And if you were to ask me, how many times do I take the opportunity that the Lord has put right in front of me to, to share what, what he's done in my life, to share the good news with them? You know, I, you'd give me a failing grade. You would give me a, 
every once in a while, a one out of a hundred, you know, like it's, it's that bad. It's that bad in my own life. And, and it just, it hurts me to know that I've done that, that I've looked at the Lord and said, you know, Lord, I'm still going to live for, for myself and do what I want to do. Um, because at the end of the day, that's what matters to me, Lord. You know, I mean, yeah, every once in a while, whenever it's completely blatant, I'll tell people about you and everything and like what you've done in my life. But beyond that, like, no, I'm not going to really try to go out of my way or anything like that to tell people. And that hurts. It hurts knowing that I've done that. And and, and so I, I make this to myself, to you guys, to really challenge us to, to live a life that is fully devoted to, to the Lord. And so I'm going to just dive into this piece of scripture. We're going to like kind of verse by verse a little bit. So let's go to verse 37 real fast um, in chapter two. Whoopsie, I flipped too far. It says, now when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart. And said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brethren, what shall we do? Boom. They were pierced to the heart. I mean, they heard the good news. They heard Peter's sermon. They, they were Pentecost. Like we, we heard this and, and yet they were, they were pierced to the heart. I mean, whenever we recognize our sin, whenever we we're able to see like, man, I am a broken sinner in need of God, in need of his grace, in need of his forgiveness. Whenever we recognize that, it is a pierce to the heart because it hurts. It's something we can be like, whoa, like, what do I do with this? Like, Lord, I need you. Like, you're the only one I'll ever need. And so that's right there, verse uh, verse 37. And then we go, um, and this is going to be a point later, but in 38, it says, Peter said to them, repent. And each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So he says right there to them. And this will be one of my points later. But repent. Turn away from your sin. You must turn away from your sin. You want to be fully devoted to him. You have to repent. You have to hear that. What does repentance mean? Again, I'm just going to point out, turn away from your sin. Confess to the Lord what you've done. Go confess to others the things that you have done, that you've wronged, that you've sinned, that you need the Lord. Confess to him. Turn away from it. It's a 180. It's not a 360. I think a lot of us fall into this 360 way of repentance wherever we're like, okay, Lord, I please forgive me for what I've done. I turn away from it. And then we just, we slowly turn right back around. We kind of hit that 180 point and then we're back right to it again, doing it again because we keep falling into that habitual sin. But repentance is about turning 180 degrees and not coming back. Now in verse 39, I'm going to bring my Bible up here. It's much easier. Um, for the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off as many as the Lord God will call to himself. And with many other words, he solemnly testified and kept on exhorting them saying, be saved from this perverse generation. So then those who had received his word were baptized. And that day they were added to about 3000 souls. Oh, praise the Lord for that. Like praise the Lord for those things that we can hear like that. But what we get to see here is that this is not this promise, this promise for, for salvation, that the Lord is with us, that he calls us to repent, to believe in him. This isn't just for, you know, and I've been going through Romans. So we hear a lot about this. This isn't just for the perfect person in the world, the person who follows the laws. It's not just for Jews. It's for gent like in 
uh, Romans, we hear about how it's not just for Jews, but it's for Gentiles. It's for all people to hear. This is salvation is not just for the rule follower. It is for all people. It's for the wretched sinner. And newsflash, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. We all sin and fall short of the God, like, or fall short of the glory of God, like Romans says. And so, guys, this is not something that where you're just like, you're alone by yourself, you know, like we need Christ. Okay. So we need him. And, and we can rejoice in that last verse, how it says they were added about 3000 souls that day. I mean, rejoice in the Lord for that. And so this is where it kind of gets into a big part of being fully devoted. It says in 42, it says they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread into prayer. This gives us an understanding that they were when it says they were devoting themselves to the apostles' teachings, it's it's God's word. I mean, the apostles were teaching God's word. They were going to Old Testament. They were, they were, they were talking about these things that we can even read in the New Testament. And so it's all God's word. They weren't teaching just these random fun things that they they wanted to teach. You know, it was it was about the scriptures. It's about the truth uh, of God's word. That was what was important. And so they were devoting themselves to that stuff. The apostles they were teaching. The same thing. They were teaching them to, to devote themselves to the scriptures, to have fellowship with each other, to do those things. And so by doing that, they're they're fully devoting themselves to Christ. And so 43 goes, everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place to the apostles. And all those who had been who had believed were together and had all things in common. I think this is so important for us as believers. Um, we are in a world where Let's be honest, that's kind of not a big thing anymore. Like everyone just is does it their own way. And that's why we have five billion different denominations and five billion different beliefs on what the Bible actually means. It's because no one can come together and look at the word of God and be like, break it down together and help each other understand. Now, it is really important that we understand the big things, the things that actually um, kind of have a, a bigger weight, you know, not like tertiary um, things that, that kind of are like, okay, you know, like this could go either way, but, but it's true. Like we just have so many different people and there's so much division in, in the church and it's ugly. Um, and so it says in 45, and they began selling their property and possessions and they were sharing with them with all as anyone might have need day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day, those who were being saved. I mean, we can rejoice in knowing this, that um, I think we, we, we can kind of understand how Yes, in Acts, this is kind of like the the foundation of the church. Um, and we see how, of course, I think with anything, it's like, man, they're on fire. They heard the good news. They're, it's, like, it's almost like that camp experience. You know, if you've ever gone on one, um, you know, you get back and you're on fire, even or a mission trip or something like that. You're on fire for God. And you're like, man, I love this. I love the Lord. I want to serve him. And it just dies out, you know. And so I, I see an aspect of that, of course, and everything. But it's because we lose sight of what's important. We lose sight that we need to be fully devoted to the Lord at all times. And so with that, I am going to take a quick little break and we're going to get back into the how, the why, and the when. And so make sure you guys go grab your Bibles if you haven't, because we're going to jump into more scripture. So let's go to our break. 
welcome back to Fight the Good Fight. We are back here for the second half of the podcast. I hope that you guys really enjoyed that first part and that kind of gave you a entry into this being fully devoted to Christ. But now we're going to get into the what I would call the actual meat of this topic, and that is the how, the why, and the when. And I actually have them break break broken broken. I have them broken down. The how is five points, the why is three points, and the when is one point. And so Let's jump into the how. We have to jump in this. The first, how do we how do we be fully devoted to Christ? How how do we go about this? Well, the first thing is we repent and we believe. We read that in Acts. We just read that in Acts uh, um, two thirty eight, where it says, where Peter's like, repent. Which are they? They said, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And also, we're going to go to some other scriptures. So don't forget to either write these down or have your Bible. I will also, I will also have them in the description. I know that you can see that on Spotify and stuff, but I don't know about the other ones. Um, but anyways, so let's go to Mark 1.15. How about we? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. So Matthew or Mark 1.15, it says this. Um, let's, it's Jesus preaching Galilee. Let's actually start in verse 14. Now, after John had been taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So you want to be fully devoted to Christ. Well, you first have to start with the very beginning of it. You have to repent and believe in, in what Christ has done. You have to say, Lord, I need you. I believe in you. I want to live for you and turn away from your sin. I mean, if you don't start there with accepting the gift of grace, the gift of salvation that God has given so freely by offering his son Jesus up for us. I mean, he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for you and I sinners. So whether you're sitting sitting here right now listening to this podcast and you believe or you don't believe, this is still something you have to hear every day that Christ came down to this earth. He took on the, the flesh. He, he became flesh. He was fully God, fully man. He's the only one who could pay the price that we deserved. We were the ones who deserved to die on that cross, but yet he took all upon him, all the sin upon him, and he died for us so that we could be forgiven. And he calls us to turn away from our sin. And he calls us to believe in him. It seems maybe like, wow, this is kind of crazy. But this is what we have to do. And if you don't start there, then you're really going to have a problem being fully devoted to Christ. Like if you haven't turned away from your sin, you haven't truly believed in him, you're going to have some issues in actually being fully devoted to him. So maybe you're sitting here right now, but you've been, you've been a quote unquote Christian your whole life. You know, you grew up in church and everything, but you ask the question that I'm kind of posing here and, and just being like, am I really fully devoted to Christ? And you're like, I don't feel like I ever have been. Maybe you need to look back and think about this part of this. Have you truly repented? Have you truly believed? And this isn't to try and get everyone to start really contemplating it, but truly we should be have assurance in knowing that Christ saved us. We should have assurance in knowing that we have turned away from our sin, that yes, we still struggle. And yes, there are still moments where in life when, when we're going to have problems, when, when sin arises, but we don't live in habitual sin anymore. We don't continue to be like, I'm pursuing sin. We continue to press on away from that. We're, we're looking to... to 
be free from that. We, we see sin and we're like, no, I want to run away from it. You know, it's a change of our heart. Before our heart was like, you know, I sin, I'm going to keep doing it. You know, we always go back to it. We always go back to it. But whenever you're truly transformed by Christ, yeah, you might sin because we all sin and it's still hard and it's not always easy, but God forgives. And we know that. And we, but our hearts changed. We are now being like, you know what? I'm not going to keep living that way. I don't want this. I hate this. I don't want this sin in my life. I'm going to run away from it. So it's a heart change. It's important for us to understand that. Um, and if we don't, then, you know, we're going to have problems. And so, um, one second, I have a little break. I'll be right back. I've got to answer a text real fast. So hold on just one moment. Okay. So repent and believe. And now we're, let's get to our second one is all your life must be lived fully for the Lord. And I guess that might seem kind of obvious when I'm talking about being fully devoted to Christ, but maybe it isn't exactly. So let's go to Romans 12, two to start this in Romans 12, two, it says, I should just have this memorized at this point. You know, I've read Romans so many times and it's so good. Um, but in Romans 12, two, it says this, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So let's take that one and think about that one. Now let's flip to Matthew 22, 37 really fast here. In Matthew 22, 37, it says this, it goes, and he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. We have all heard that. That's from the Old Testament bringing up that. But guys, like this is so important. If you're not living your life fully for him, then how is it going to be fully devoted to him? And I mean, I, I'm going to dig a little bit deeper into this so you guys can understand what I mean by this. But this is something that's really convicting for me in my life is understanding all aspects of my life. What am I living it for? Like, why do I do the things that I do? And, and how do I go about the things that I'm doing? I mean, whether you're at your job, whether you're at college right now, whether you are sitting at home wondering what you're supposed to do, whatever the heck it is, whether you're eating, whether you're drinking, whether you're playing games with your friends, whatever the heck it is, it has to be lived for him. And maybe you have to ask yourself, like, how do I even do that? I mean, that's a whole nother um, podcast, to be quite honest with you, like how we actually do that. And I can make that if you guys want. But if you're not doing everything to bring him glory, it's going to be really hard to be fully devoted to him because he require like he asks of us to be obedient and he asks of us to give him glory. I mean, he is worthy of that. And so we read in, in Romans 12, too, how we should not be conformed to this world, but we should be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by the renewing of your mind, because we are renewed. Like when we do that first thing, repenting and believing, when we truly turn away from our sin and we believed in him, he starts to transform everything, our mind, our heart, everything. It, it changes from that point on. And we cannot continue to be conformed by this world because this world, it says, it's all about money. You know, it's all about you. It's all about taking care of yourself. You are the only one that matters. Um, you choose who you want to be, you know, all these different things. It's all about me, 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 me. 
But God says, no, it's about me. It's about it's about elevating the name of Christ. It's about telling people the truth, preaching the gospel. And the more we continue to live our lives where we're not doing that, the more we're going to become the opposite of being fully devoted to Christ. We're going to become fully devoted to ourselves and to this world. We're going to be conformed to this world. And so that's the second one. The third one is read his word fervently. And I love using that word fervently. Not that it's a word that's used very often, but we need to use, or we need to read his word fervently. What do I mean? Well, we need to meditate on it. We need to memorize it. We need to continue reading it all the time. And so let's actually go to 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. Oh, Timothy, Timothy, Paul's letter to Timothy, 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 Timothy. Okay. I always go past it. Okay. There we go. First, our second Timothy three sixteen goes like this. It says, <clears throat> all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may become adequate, equipped for every good work. And then let's flip right over to Psalm 119, the biggest chapter in the Bible. It's very long, so it's always hard to find the actual verse because you have to flip so many pages. So Psalm 119, um, 119, 105. Yeah, make sure I get that right. It goes like this. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So we have to understand it. Being fully devoted to Christ requires of us to be in his word, fervently, daily, always. I mean, if you just take a second, and with all these things, I think it's really important to note this, but I'm just going to say it now before I forget. Look at your day. Okay, we have 24-hour days, and in those 24-hour days, let's say we sleep about 18, or not 18, oh boy, that's a lot of hours, eight hours. You sleep about eight hours out of those 24, so that leaves... Simple math, 16. So you have 16 hours in your day, roughly, where you are doing whatever you're doing. So let's cut the let's cut about eight of those 16 hours out, whether you're doing work, school, things like that, just in a rough. This is just a rough estimate. So you now have eight hours of free time. Okay, let's cut another couple hours down because of extra stuff, whether it's like sports or you have to do homework, things like that. So let's cut it down to about six hours. So you roughly have at least four to six hours every day to do these things, to devote yourselves to the, to not only to devote yourself into God's word, but to, as my next point, prayer, like to devote yourself to prayer, to devote yourself to, to being in community with the others. Those are my last three. And we don't do those. So you have four to six hours of free time. And I'd be willing to bet just like me, if if you're anything like me, four to six of those hours, or at least five and a half of those, if I had six hours of free time, five and a half of those hours go to my entertainment. They go to what I want to do. And I'm not saying that those things are bad because, you know, honestly, later I'll probably play games with my friends because it's good community time for us to be able to do. And they're not right here with me. So it's good. But I have a lot of other time where I could just be in God's word, studying it, understanding it, memorizing it, all that. But what do I do? No, I just watch shows or movies or, uh, you know, waste time doing absolutely nothing. Um, And oh, that uh, doesn't get you too far. And so, yeah, we need to be using our time in in a more wise manner. But we don't. And I don't. 
I mean, I'm guilty of that. And so understanding we must read his word fervently. We have to be in God's word every day, whether it's when you, um, whether, whether it's when you wake up or when you go to bed, like I personally am someone who has to like do it when I wake up because it, it, it literally jump starts my whole day on understanding. And I get to like meditate on what I read throughout the whole day, whatever I'm doing. And then it's like, I get to talk to people about it. Whereas when I read it at night, it's like, I just kind of go through my whole day through the motions and everything and not really understanding um, things very well. And just, you know, it is, it's just different. So I would challenge you guys to try and maybe start doing it in the morning. When you wake up, wake up a little bit earlier than you usually do. I know that's a little bit of discipline. It's kind of hard, but maybe it's something we need to do. Um, and so, yeah, that's important. The second one, and I just said it um, in this kind of part, but it's actually number four, is prayer is powerful. If you didn't know that, prayer is very powerful. I've watched God answer prayers. I've watched God answer prayers sometimes not even in the way that I wanted, you know? And I say that because he He always answers. It's just we're so selfish as human beings, we kind of forget that it's not always the way that we want, but it's the way that he, he wills. And so prayer is powerful. Let's go to first John five, 14 through 16. First John five, first John five, 14 through 16. Okay. It says here, This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request which we have asked from him. If anyone sees his brother committing a sin, not leading to death, he shall ask and God will for for him give life to those who commit sin, not leading to death. Okay, we have that. Let's go to I almost said Philemon. It's not Philemon. Um, let's go to Philippians 4, 6 through 7. I forgot I wrote that one smaller. Um, this is one that we all know. I think this is do not be anxious about anything, but, but everything be by prayer and supplication. Make your request known to God. Yep. Yep. Ruse. Yep. Be anxious for nothing. And I'm reading through in the NASB, so that's why it might sound a little bit different. I'm used to reading ESV. Um, be anxious for nothing, but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Boom. So important that we understand this guys, that this prayer is powerful, that we need to be making our request known to God, that we, we need to, to bring forward those things. And, and I really love that first, uh, in first John, how it talks about how, and I'm actually going to be leading a thing about prayer um, in our campus ministry. So I guess this kind of helps. Um, but understanding that when we pray, he will answer. He hears us. But it's also important to understand that a lot of us pray for things that have absolutely no, uh, are not in accord at all with with his will. And, and I, what I mean by that is we have to look at the scripture to kind of understand that. It's like if I come before God, I'm like, Lord, just please give me. Uh, a Rolls Royce and a giant jet and and Lord uh, help me just be able to um, have a ginormous house where I can have more possessions. It's understand the heart of it. The heart of that is like, Lord, give me things that I want. It's all about me. Lord, give me my possessions. It's possessions. It's all about me. Again, a prayer that is humble before him coming before him. Lord, use me in the ways that you want me. Help me to see you. 
the things that you want me to do. Lord, whether I have one dollar or a million dollars, Lord, help me to be a good steward of that. You know, things like that. It's it's understanding that praying for things, like praying for healing for people, I mean that that is a big thing. You know, I pray for that for a lot of people. Do they always get physically healed? No. Does that mean God didn't answer? No, it doesn't mean he didn't answer. In fact, he does answer. Um, and, and it's just like, it's such a big deal. Prayer is so powerful. But if we don't ever come before him and, and just talk to him about those things and make those requests known, uh, I mean, we're not really living a faithful life. So being fully devoted to him is repenting, believing we must be living all of our life for him. We must be in his word. We must be praying. And the last one is community is vitally important. Without other people, with other Christians surrounding you, you're going to get lost. You're going to, you, I mean, that's why I make this. It's like a part of our community. It's like me helping you understand like my life and how it hasn't been fully devoted, but how I want us to be fully devoted to the Lord because it will live more rich, joyous lives. And so... Galatians 6.2 is where we're going to go real quick. Actually, there's multiple verses, but I'm going to Galatians first. So in Galatians 6.2, it says this. It goes, bear one, bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. Bearing with one another. It's, that's a community thing. James 5.16. James, 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 James. James 5.16. Oh, I forgot I'm not in the right spot. James 5.16. James is a sneaky one to find here. Okay. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. There we go again. Community. Now, Proverbs 27.17. Going back in the Old Testament, baby. Proverbs 27.17. Woo! Goes like this. Here we go. Ready? Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We've heard that a million times. So it's important that we have community. If we're not in community with each other, I, I, I mean, this is a whole another podcast again. There's so many different things we could talk about. But if we're not devoting ourselves to being with the body, to being with each other, then I'd be willing to bet you, you've already realized this with, you know, all the pandemic hitting and everything, everyone being just so isolated. We need each other. We're, we as humans were made to be in community. We were not made to be isolated. The moment we become isolated is the moment we start to find that we're depressed, that we, we don't even know what we're doing. We don't know life itself, honestly. And we need others. We need to be built up. We need to be encouraged, exhorted. We need to be to be lifted up um, by others. We need to confess our sins to others. We need that aspect of community. And, and until we rid ourselves of that uh, or rid ourselves of isolation, it, it's going to be hard. So how? I just told you, how do we become fully devoted to Christ? Just follow those things. Repent and believe if you haven't. Your life must be fully lived for him. You must read his word. You must be praying. You must be in communion. Now, why do we do this? Well, we do this because of obedience first. Obedience. God calls us to be obedient to him. The moment we turn away from our sin, the moment we believe in him, we have a complete shift in everything that we once were. And now we have to live for him. 
and be obedient. The second is this, because of his love for us. I mean, we read this. I mean, we know that he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for us. For us and, and we read in, I believe it's it's either First John or John, it's by this we know love that Christ laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay our life down for our brother. We, we love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. But we have to understand why, why do we fully devote ourselves to him? It's because he loved us enough that he sent his son Jesus to die for us. And if you don't understand the weight of that and you keep living in the, the way that you're living, then it's going to be really hard. And the, and the third one is joy. You get so much joy from being fully devoted to Christ. It's complete shift in everything. I mean, before when you kind of live for yourself, you're always trying to find that fix. It's like, it's like drugs, you know, you're always needing to go back to it because you need more of it. It's this, that's what sin does to us. But whenever we fully devote ourselves to Christ, we, we live the, on the, those hows that I gave, we have joy. And I talked about joy the other day, um, in a podcast. Um, it, and it's so important guys. It's so important that we do that. And now just to end it, when? Well, it's really simple. It's now. So you're sitting here right now. You're asking yourself, am I fully devoted to Christ? You, you may need to, to recheck yourself and, and go before the Lord. If you truly have not repented and truly believed, do that. Don't waste any time on on the account of anything else. Don't go just go back to watching some other video or movie or going to do something. Do it now. And if you if you haven't believed at all, and and you're this is the first time you've even heard the gospel that Jesus came and died for your sin. Don't waste any time. Do it now. I mean, whether that means you when you're hearing this, you need to immediately send me a message, or maybe you know some Christians around you who've been who've been trying to reach out to you. Reach out to them. But do that after you get on your knees and and, and, and bow your head and, and go before the Lord and say, Lord, I need you. I believe in you. Help me to, to turn away from my sin, Lord. Forgive me of those things. It's not some special prayer. I'm not going to give you this formula for it. Just go before him and confess that to him and believe in him and walk in the newness of that. So don't waste any time. It's now. You're, you're like me maybe, and you know, like I'm a, I have assurance in knowing that, that the Lord saved me. Like I do. But yet I just watched how I live my life kind of just you know, in the motions, like back and forth. It's now. It's now, friends. You take the stand right now to be fully devoted and wake up in, earlier than you wake up normally and, and dive into his word. Um, be constantly thinking about the scriptures. Be constantly praying. Be constantly in community. Be constantly setting your mind on him. It's about now. It's about taking that stand now. That's what I, I've challenged myself to doing is being fully devoted. And, you know, I'm in a relationship now where it's, it's going to be, I'm going to be married to her. Like she's the person I want to marry. But if I'm not fully devoting myself to Christ right now, it's going to be a messy relationship. It's going to be a very, very messy relationship because, because I'm living for, you know, different things. But if I'm fully devoted to the Lord and living for him, that relationship is going to flourish. No, especially if both of us are doing it, right? Like we're both doing it. You know, I watch her, how she fully devotes herself to the Lord, even amidst everything that she goes through, every even amidst everything that she does. She fully devotes herself to the Lord. She loves the Lord way more than, than me. I watch that and I, it just, it makes me smile, you know, and 
she's i guarantee she i mean she'll listen to this she's or she's she's hearing this like i love her very much because of who christ says she is and and by the way that she lives her life for him more than anything i know that when we get married she's still going to love christ more than she loves me i know i get a second place and i'm okay with that um but it means so much to me that I have someone like Catherine in my life. It's so important to me that I have the family that I have in my life. It's so important that I have friends like Dawson, like Alex, um, those who are in the vine. You know, I, I have these friends who who challenge me, who who I hope I challenge as well. And, and it means so much that I have that community. But it's about now, friends. You might, you might be finding yourself in a really weird place and a, a bad place, whatever, but take the stand now to be fully devoted to Christ, okay? So that's all I got. I don't want to go an eternity, even though I know I probably can. Um, but yeah, guys, I am just so excited. And make sure you guys go follow me on my social. Instagram is the place to go. It's Zachary underscore Ward 98. You can find me there. You can message me if you need to. And you can also find links to my YouTube channel, my Patreon um, page, Become a patron, support me as I kind of make these strides in life. It'd be a, a big deal to me so I can continue to make these and, and bring better content for you guys. So make sure to go subscribe to one of my three tiers. Um, but guys, just keep living for him. Fully devote yourself to the Lord. Even when it gets really hard and you realize the whole world's going against that, you need to do that. It's so important. It's, it is a matter of life and death that we fully devote ourselves to Christ. So that's what I got. I hope you guys have a blessed day. See you next time.